Welcome to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. I am your host, Blake, and I reside here in Kansas City, Missouri, in the Midtown area. This is the first episode of Onward and Upward. Um, it's uh, something that's been in long, long development, uh, at least conceptually. And uh, yeah, it's this is uh, this is a new experience for me. This is my first uh, podcast. And uh, you're probably wondering to yourself, what is this podcast about? Well, Onward and Upward is uh, a Kansas City development podcast. So when I, when I say development, what I mean is in relation to construction and to business openings and that sort of thing. So retail or um, commercial and, and things that to the urban core and to downtown Kansas City are what like shape the city's culture. Um, so this will primarily focus on um, on the downtown area and the area around it. So Midtown, um, even upward somewhat to so some degree or another, over into Kansas, like specifically KCK, uh, Kansas City, Kansas, for those who are not from here. And uh, the areas north of the river, specifically North Kansas City, or uh, most pertinently uh, KCI, Kansas City International Airport. This will also, uh, so with that being said, there's not a lot of uh, focus on the suburbs. This is primarily for the the parts of the city that tend to have the most effect on the city's growth, and that is the core. So you're probably wondering to yourself, you know, what, uh, what's the story of this podcast? How did it come about? And that's, uh, it's a good question. Um, It, story kind of begins six years ago. Um, about the, this time six years ago, pretty, almost, I had a, a lifestyle change, um, both physically and, and just, um, uh, you know, with health and uh, hobbies and interests and uh, how I, you know, how I've used my time. And so I, uh, I lived in the suburbs. I grew up in the suburbs. Um, I'm originally from a town uh, southeast of here called Sedalia, and I was born there, but I've lived... I, I grew up in the Northland for most of my life, for 22 years. So um, I decided, uh, you know, I need, to, I need to make some life changes. And so I, uh, I got a sense of style, and I started, um, you know, just, just personal style. And I started hanging around in, uh, uh, in, in restaurants. I, I was looking for, uh, looking for the best euro in the city and trying out all the different ones over the course of about a month. But then that slowly changed, and then it became an obsession with the city's culture. Um, where were the most interesting parks and landmarks, uh, the cool little retail businesses, and stuff I wasn't even necessarily interested in, interested in but I wanted to know where it was. Uh, coffee shops and you know, restaurants, as I said, and all those sorts of things. And so th- it went into that and becoming obsessed with that. And then over the course of about a year, so this is about 2014, I then went full bore into just general development. So um, construction, uh, business, businesses closing and opening and moving, uh, moving here or moving away and that sort of thing. And just you know, where, where's Kansas city going? And it's it, cause it was, it's on the up and up and it's been that way for six years. It's 2013 was the fir- the beginning of its return to national prominence again after pff, 70 years, six, 80 years, 90 years almost of it uh, being out of the limelight as an important city. So it's been really cool to be, to, to watch it grow in that, in that sense. And, with that, I, I got involved in coffee. I've, I've worked in coffee for almost five years now. And, you know, I've, over, the, over that time, I've, I've become, you know, a self-proclaimed, and I, I'd say with, with, uh, with a means of, bo- or with a justification for boasting, I've become a uh, city development ex- expert when it comes to Kansas City and its greater Kansas City area. So, with that being said, um, that's kind of the story, and the the next bit where the podcast comes into play with that is a couple of years ago. As I said, I met, uh, I work with Nate and from Streetwave, and Nate uh, came to me recently, and because I had told him about this idea I'd had over the past two years of working together, and he said, 
let's just do it. Come and do it. You know, let's, I've, I've already got the podcast set up. I'd love you to do it under my brand. And I said, that would be cool. So here we are in this, the, the inaugural, uh, uh, inaugural, uh, beginning of the, of the podcast. So, uh, so for the, the format of the show is really going to be just news and we'll also, and rumors and, uh, updates with that being said. And we'll also go into a little bit of, uh, every now and then on, um, you know, Kansas city history, if it's relevant to something we're talking about, um, or, uh, and I'd like to eventually have some guests uh, that are in the same kind of uh, purview as myself. And whether that's business owners or people that are involved with uh, infrastructure or the, uh, you know, just development and uh, leadership in the, in the spectrum of growing Kansas City into the best city in the Midwest. So th- there will be that. We'll also talk, you know, about things related to, you know, my personal, uh, favorite things or, uh, what else? Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the, the goal here is to just kind of give you a, a general sense of what, what is in this town and what's going on and, and as an aggregate. So you don't have to, you don't have to go to the forums. You don't have to go to the, the Twitter feeds. You don't have to go to the magazine publishers or, you know, things like the Kansas city star or watch, uh, city council uh, uh, sessions or the uh, or yeah just uh, any any of that sort of thing so that's that's kind of our that's kind of our goal is to be an aggregate kind of like the drudge report of Kansas City uh, development and business news and uh, cultural development so anyway let's go on to our first topic which is what is ahead for 2019 in Kansas City? So yeah, we're already three months in. We're already into the first quarter, and we already have some pretty uh, tantalizing announcements um, on the construction end. Uh, 2019 uh, is 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 going to be even bigger than 2018, as 2018 was bigger than 17, and 17 was bigger than 16, and so forth. So. It's yet again another exciting year with a lot of things on the line that are coming along. And the first announcement this year that came about was the announcement that uh, Copakin and Brooks, a real estate firm here in town, uh, has partnered with uh, with uh, H&R Block, the, uh, which is headquartered in Kansas City, partnered with them to build uh, Strata. Strata is a going to be a 25-story in the long run, 25-story building. Um, it'll be the the first office tower in over 30 years to be built downtown. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal, and it'll be speculation. There is no planned, um, no planned companies uh, that are already you know that's not one company building it. It's 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 just speculation build, and if you build it, they will come. Is essentially kind of the thought behind it, and it's that's it's huge. It's uh, it's going to be put uh, at uh, Maine, between Maine and Wyand, uh, Baltimore, Maine and Baltimore at uh, 13th Street, if I'm not mistaken, right across the street from the current H&R Block headquarters. And what was originally built, that, that spot was originally built uh, to house a second tower for, uh, for H&R Block if they ever expanded, which that doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. So this uh, this was a new partnership uh, that was designed to kind of diversify H and R Block's uh, uh, means of making money, I think, to one degree or another. So plan is that this will be finished in the uh, fourth quarter of 2021, and. The, yeah, it'll. I mean, it'll be a it'll be a huge deal. There's already a, uh, two floors of retail there, and so it's pre-built. So it'll actually go up very, fairly quickly. And yeah, the plan is to start at the end of this year, fourth quarter, so fall. Uh, my bet would be probably October, November, specifically, and then it'll finish sometime. Yeah, in probably November, or December of, of that year. So that's kind of that was the first huge announcement in uh, for the year, and 
that it's and it's not any any small small deal. So that's that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, uh, that the first announcement that's a big deal for 2019. The the things that are going to be opening this year that are, are um, that are to be uh, looked forward to are the opening of uh, uh, City Club Apartments. Hopefully, um, City Club is a uh, is going in at uh, Main Street and Nineteenth and Main slash Walnut, and it's a, uh, a multi-use. It's a multi use property it has various um various things going in it'll have retail um replacing a lot of the uh, where the old hereford house steakhouse used to be that'll be replaced with another retail space there'll be six floors of apartment uh of apartments built behind the old midwest hotel and alongside it because there's going to be some retail put in there as well um because they tore down two buildings to build this actually no three buildings so the hope is to have that done at the end, uh, towards the end of the year, beginning of next year. Um, so that'll be a big deal. That'll re- uh, transform the block. The next, it, uh, with also the uh, complete uh, refer- uh, refurbishing and remodeling, because they've completely gutted it, the old Midwest Hotel, which has been around for about 100 years. Next on the list is the Netherlands, uh, the old Netherlands hotel that will become the Netherlands Apartments. That is located at 38th and Main. Um, it is one of the tallest buildings in Midtown, and it is, if not the tallest, uh, as, as far as in the old Westport area. And it is a it is going to be for, uh, as I said, apartments, but it's it's well along in its uh, in its refurbishment and hopefully by the around December it'll be finished as well um, in anticipation of the expansion of the streetcar in the next few years so that's uh, that's exciting and it'll that it's a, it's a massive project and we'll have retail on the bottom and it'll bring about an extra hundred to maybe 200 people to Main Street to as, uh, as uh, dwellers so that's that's exciting um, there is the construction of the airport, which that's uh, related to the news, but it's being what it is that we're looking ahead to 2019. That's uh, or to the rest of the year. That's that's what's uh, that's what's going on there. There's there's uh, that that was just announced the other day that groundbreaking for the airport is on the 25th of March, so just a couple of weeks away. On the 25th, we they'll have the groundbreaking at the airport, and they will tear down Terminal A. Terminal A is uh, is actually a place I formerly worked at, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a long time coming. Kansas City has needed this for a very long time, so going on 20 years, and <clears throat> this will fundamentally change the the uh the game tra- for transportation as far as uh as far as Kansas City's ability to attract new new airlines and uh and actually will help bring in clientele even as just as tourists to the city cuz people don't realize transportation's a big deal and you if you if you have well built uh Infrastructure and public transportation, and uh, and well, just transportation in general, that it's a huge bonus because I I don't know about you, but when I go to a, 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 a another city and I'm able to just walk everywhere, or take uh take a streetcar or a subway or a bike or whatever, and I'm able to get to point A and po- to point B with uh, uh uh with ease and uh in a aesthetically and you know just visually appealing and it's not an eyesore uh that that's that that improves the experience it's it's that's something to write home to mom about and not sitting in a cruddy airport that's far outlived its 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 use and look is something built out of the early 70s and it's it it hasn't aged well so and i say that as a former employee my 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 uh, outlook on the airport's a little different, but that's 
that's a big deal, and I'm I've been super excited about this. I'm waiting for years for this project to get out the ground, and I'm and I do believe Edgemore will uh, will do a good job. It'll 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 be the newest airport in the United States when it's built, and that's that's something to be excited about in and of ex- of itself. And I personally am looking forward to flying out of it. I don't personally care about the the ease of travel because KCI is not as easy to travel out of as you would think. Especially at the Southwest Gate, those who have flown out of Southwest know exactly what I'm talking about. When that line wraps all the way around the terminal, you know you got a problem. So, yeah, that's something to be excited about. Um, can, in 2019, you know, Kansas City is looking at, you know, is now starting to ponder the idea of a new building, a new uh, stadium for the Royals. And if that's built, it will be built downtown if that happens, because. Everybody is the 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 belief is is that we that if you're going to have a stadium, it should be near your downtown because it's an economic boost to the to your to your core, and it brings people downtown. It it attracts businesses, uh, retail, uh, hotels, and even even companies because it it builds a culture and people want to live and play and and. Uh, and do you know just live their life in those places where they can and, they, and it's all within a short distance of each other and that's just that's just the nature of, of people so that's that's another exciting thing that's being thrown around right now especially as the mayoral race is uh well in full swing and the uh i believe it's in the next few weeks is the primary for mayor and there's a lot of candidates most of them are on the city council so that's that's a uh, that's a big deal and it will be in the next year or so because the the contract with the Royals is coming up in relation to the 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 Kaufman uh, to Kaufman Stadium, and they're going to want a new stadium to be in, and that's and, and with a new generation coming up, that's going to be something else that's going to be going to be wanted. And there's a lot of complication with that because we've already got a stand a, a beautiful stadium. It's just an optics thing, and most most cities have their their stadiums downtown. So it's we want to kind of reflect that, and we once did. Most people don't remember this, but the Negro League uh, uh, Monarchs, the, the Kansas City Monarchs, they had their stadium downtown. That was that was in the uh, in the east side, over in the north in the northeast neighborhoods of Kansas City, and what's now called Forgotten Homes. That was uh, where the old stadium was. That's where Jackie Robinson played, and it's gone now. But that's where the stadium originally was, and it was a a tactical mistake, a uh, or not even a tactical, a strategic mistake, to to move the stadium out into the greater Kansas City area. Yes, it's it it helps traffic, but it's just not a good enough reason. So that's something to be excited about. Um, with the streetcar, uh, Kansas City will have in the next few uh, few months the uh, a new two new streetcars to add to the list. We'll have or uh, added to the uh, to the list of the four that we already have, and we'll be servicing people uh, by the end of the year. And that's exciting. Um, they're currently from the photos I've seen about halfway done, and that's. It's going to be great because especially as we get closer and closer to hopefully having an expansion of the streetcar, that's going to be dr- very necessary. And they're going to add another six onto that deal if, if we can, if and when the streetcar is expanded to UMKC, which is the other big topic. And that is the extension of the streetcar to UMKC and also to Berkeley Riverfront Park. So just north of the River Market. And both of those existed at one point um there were the kansas city actually had one of the the one of the most extensive streetcar networks in the united states at its peak that's 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 a big deal and we lost it for cars <laughs> now now everybody's kind of kicking themselves in the ass about it but that's that's the that's the unfortunate thing is it's whatever is the new toy that's what we want and the practicality of streetcars was lost in the excitement of of mass, uh, the mass ability to, for everybody to buy cars. So this is both of those exp- ex- uh, expansions. One much smaller than the other one are they're 
they're they're going to take a long time and they're very expensive, but in the long run, it will be what's best for the development of the city and the urban core and will complement our city more than it will harm it. And it's and in the long run, people will see the value of it, especially at, when you see in let's say let's say the streetcar is approved as uh, as for as a go uh, by the end of the year. And it's probably going to take four and a half years, about the same time as the airport. So it opens in late 2023, 2024, whatever, whenever. The, the changes that Midtown will see just in that time without the streetcar even being built will be massive. That's granted, of course, that the economy doesn't take some massive downturn. But I can't, I can't begin to emphasize enough how important that is to to the buildup of the city to have that streetcar expanded because it will be co- the it will be uh, completely worth it in the sense of when I say that it, it's, I'm not using my words right here but it will it will be worth it in the long run having built the street the first set of the the first line of the streetcar it will have made that worth it and not in vain if you have it extended to UMKC because it will because it will be used especially as you have thousands of more people moving into midtown and into downtown and that will free up space for for uh, for more development because you'll need less parking garages and we'll be able to add more uh, businesses and more uh, living spaces and that's what we want that's what we want because that's how cities work that's how they've always worked and the suburbs were a fad and that's that is that is hard for a lot of people to take, um, but it is, but it is true. And as someone who's lived in the in the sticks and has lived in the suburbs and lives in in the urban core, I fully believe that now. the The future is back to the the old ways, and that is the city. And so, with the the, the streetcar will be a boon all the way around, no matter what. And I spent a lot of time in different businesses on Main Street and ha- seeing over the years that build up and the excitement that builds as people as people see new businesses pop in along the line. It I don't know, it's 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 a it it adds something that's not completely tangible or arti- or um, you can really articulate. Um, but that's that's a big deal and that's I think something that's that we all should be getting behind. Especially to the riverfront park, that's a, that's a that's the most tangible one because it's a shorter line, but it will bring more access to the riverfront, and we need more riverfront access because it's very strange that the way Kansas City's relationship to its riverfront has turned out, because in the old days, um, everything was on the riverfront. Um, Kansas City was built on the river. Uh, they called it Gully Town because of all the the inlets in, uh, from the river and all the gullies that came out of that, and and the and the and the uh, massive earth moving projects that were done in the late late 19th century to build up into the bluffs of uh, of what is now downtown Kansas City from the river. What's now what is now the River Market. And we used to have everything on the river. There were boats, there were steamboats, there were everything was there. And now we just have uh, some walk, some some piers we can walk out out to and look at the the water. And there's the the river the river trail. But you know when you look at other cities, New Orleans, uh, Little Rock, Memphis, um, even even little towns like. Uh, uh, one of the su- the suburbs of Chicago, Chicago itself, all of its rivers, whether it's the Fox River or whatever, they have riverfront things. San Antonio. I, I mean, you can th- just think of any town that you know of that's not even as old as Kansas City that's about the same age. They all have riverfront, riverfront uh, activities. They have businesses right on the river and piers and things, and we don't have that. And so this is the first having a streetcar along that and the buildup of Berkeley Riverfront specifically is the first kind of, um, how do you describe it? Uh, uh, steps towards bringing that back if it is even tangible at this point. So 
that is something to be looking forward to as well. Um, there are a lot of other projects that are currently online that are related to what's going on this year and in development, and that's one is Reverb. Reverb is a project by, uh, by Copacan and Brooks as well in conjunction with Burns and McDonald, the very large, uh, very large engineering company to build a residential tower at 18th and, uh, 18th and Walnut. And 14 stories. It'll be uh, bigger than Corrigan Station, which is the building right behind it. And it'll, it'll loom large in the crossroads by, by crossroads standards. It'll be one of the biggest buildings down there. And it will change the skyline there. And we'll bring, we'll bring about probably close to 200 residents downtown. It's, I think it's about 150 um, units will be added and some floor, ground floor retail. But it'll bring, it'll bring the the uh, it'll bring uh, several more hundred more people to the already thousands that are expected to move there in the next few years. Um, so that's that's another exciting project that's expected to open uh, about this time next year. Also, be looking forward to uh, in 2019 is. Uh, is the further development of the the convention district? The convention hotel uh, district is having the is currently seeing the near fi near completion of the streetcar or the the convention hotel, I should say, the uh, the Kansas City Convention Hotel, and stands at twenty three stories. Currently, it's at twenty. It's close to the end. It's about to top out in the next uh, month and a half or so. And that finishes at the beginning. Uh, that'll be open at the beginning of next year. But I'm pretty sure we could see it open more towards December, or January instead of April, like they say. It's it's just coming along so fast. So that's uh, that's something to be looking forward to, and that will bring untold numbers of of new conventions that otherwise wouldn't be able to come here because of the lack of hotel space, which is another issue that Kansas City has. And that is rapidly changing downtown. And well, we had this, this past year, we had the Crossroads hotel open up and we've had several hotel indigos and the, uh, and we have uh, also online coming up the reserve hotel at embassy suites, uh, embassy suites project. And that is at the old federal reserve building on grand and in, in uh, the government district, which will be, I think a stunning hotel when it's finished just because of the nature of the building. It's an uh, old art deco um, specifically in within art deco, a Neo Egyptian style. And that, uh, that is currently online. And so we're, uh, these are the kind of things that we're, that are uh, currently in the, that are currently being gutted and, and built up and, and in the works. So 2019, that's uh, that's kind of our that's kind of what we're looking at as far as the exciting building project, and uh, it's also worth worth noting the uh, the also in the crossroads the Millhouse uh, apartment project. It is at nineteenth and nineteenth and Oak ninth slash slash chair uh, slash locust. It's uh, it's a project that is about three to four hundred units, I believe. It'll have retail, but it'll be almost like a little neighborhood within itself. It's it's a whole city block um, with interconnecting uh, uh, apartment buildings, and it'll change a blighted area of of the the south side of the crossroads, specifically the southeast side, and turn it into something really, really, uh, really great and a new neighborhood. And it'll and is the first step towards building up all those old parking lots and abandoned buildings um, that were associated with Children's Mercy. Um, Children's Mercy has a, had a giant parking lot across the street. Well, and it's, they currently still use it, but it is now owned by an, a company um, that is, that, that is going to try to develop all of those areas into residential and retail and office and all that. 
So Millhouse hasn't started, but the but the uh, uh, according to Parcel Viewer at the the city's government website, they they have filed for uh, for permits for demolition of the buildings, the the few buildings that are on site, and to begin digging the digging them out and start the process of laying foundations. So construction should be starting, and this was just a few days ago. So this should be starting. Any time now, within the next month, I would assume. So that's that's the that's the other the other big one. Outside of that, uh, there's uh, there's a few things that are anticipated that we have not seen any permits for. Uh, specifically, the Hyatt uh, the Hyatt Hotel project. Uh, actually, no, it's Hilton. The Hilton Hotel project at. Uh, I think that's 8th and Broadway. That will be the first building built over there of its size in probably 30 years. Um, 13 stories and no parking garage. It'll use only the local, the current parking spaces that are available and parking garages that are available nearby, which is Excellent. We don't need any more, according to the, the reports that have been out. We don't need any more parking spaces or parking garages. There's plenty available at any given time of day, surprisingly enough. And so great use of, uh, of, of what already exists and taking a tiny little, tiny little what's now parking lot next to the what you all might know as the Google Fiber building. It's got a decaled on the side Google Fiber. It's across from the, the subway. If you know if you know where that is, it will yeah put a 13-story building there, this nice beautiful building, and will bring more uh, more visitors to the garment district and to Quality Hill, and that's that. Those are two <coughs> neighborhoods that are also on the block for for more expansion and development, and uh, whether that's refurbishing build, buildings and reusing them for some other use like the roasters blocks that are currently there that opened a few years ago um were which were originally Folgers one of Folgers big roasting plants and then were gutted and turned into apartments and lofts uh we can see that in quality hill and elsewhere in the garment district happening like the 21c hotel that's also in the garment district just down the street it was the old Savoy Hotel that was built, well, at least the 1880s. The building as it stands now is from the early, from the 1880s and was a primary feature of downtown's history and with its ties to the former uh, infamous mayor of Kansas City, Tom Pendergast, and, and other po- uh, famous people, gangsters, politicians, and that sort of thing. So that's... Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be excellent. We don't have a whole lot of hotels in that part of town outside of the Savoy Hotel, so or 21C Hotel, I should say. So that's that, that's going to be exciting. There's no permits, but that's supposed to begin by the end of the year. And the last project that I know of, of major construction-wise downtown, that we're hoping to see start is the Three Light Apartments. Luxury apartments, excuse me, the specific name for that. Uh, that is a, a part of the Power and Light uh, district, and the third of the of the four planned uh, apartment buildings built by Cordish Company, which is the one that manages Power and Light. And they've already built one and two light, as many of you know. Luxury apartments, which are both are essentially full. And they're looking to build another one. And there was a lot of trouble with this late last year, if some of you remember, with trying to get pa- the passing of it and with the city council because the city council was trying, well, some of them were trying to posture for political reasons to look like they, you know, they don't just give willy-nilly to companies' uh, tax incentives and, and that sort of thing. And so there there was a new deal reached where they have to develop one of their other properties the midland uh midland office building into uh affordable housing and so what they're going to do is is they were originally going to have something like that but now they've made it into micro units 
like you would see in maybe Japan or in New York or uh, maybe San Francisco. And they're tur- so they're making my they're going to turn into micro apartments and just make a bunch of little ones in one s- this small building. And now they don't have as much of an incentive to build it on time like I originally planned. But the website for Three Lights says that it's still planned for 2021 as a as an opening date. So it could could be that, or they'll update it. But it was supposed to have s- supposed to have started by now. And so there's kind of a lot of speculation as to what that, why that is. Um, the sources I have on that um, are kind of obsolete now. They've kind of disappeared potentially to not get things leaked out anymore. Um, they may have gotten in trouble at Cordish. It was a Cordish source uh, last year, and so we don't have. I don't have any uh, as great a source from from someone on the inside on that, like we, like myself and the other city development uh, nerds in the city once had. So. Hopefully, within the next month or two, or three months, we will see some permits launched for to begin digging and set and building a what should be a thirty-story building. And it's believed there'll probably be condos added and some other things to kind of switch up the the way it's built. Because I don't know if they can do the luxury apartment setup for forever without some more major building uh, businesses coming downtown. So that's, uh, that's it. That's kind of the, the rundown of what, what is, what's ahead for 2019. And I guess I kind of lumped in actually the news, current news and, uh, and updates and that sort of thing. But that's, that's 2019 for now, since this is the first podcast, it's good, I guess, to talk about 2019. Um, from here on out, we'll start to do more relevant of what's been talked about over the next few weeks. And to, uh, to go into the next bit, what I'd, what I'd like to see and, and what I'm hoping for for 2019, my personal hope is is that we will see uh, some, some movement with Cordish in regards to Four Light. And there was a rumored possibility of them that there are talks with them trying to build a hotel um, and so we there's hope that we can get some more news on that whether that's if that's going to happen or if that was you know some kind of a pipe dream or something but we'd I'd love to see some movement on that um, uh, the having having uh, the Cordis has done great things for the city and has been very loyal and very faithful and has done and has done, been very very consistent in in their in their business practices and they've they've been very slow to adding businesses to the Power and Light district painfully slow but they've they've overall done a good job and that is that is worth praising them for not to demonize them because they you know they're trying to get more incentives and things they're whatever you know in regards to three light as i said earlier that those were agreements made back over 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, when they first made the agreement to run Power and Light District to manage it and develop it. So they were just trying to adhere to the to the promises made by the city then. So that's that. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. And also Copacan and Brooks, the the developer that is hot now with two major towers. And f- just finished back uh, a few months ago, uh, they're, they're building Artera, their uh, apartment building in the South Crossroads. They're hot right now, and they are, they are well on their way to, uh, to building potentially two more office towers. They own a property at 13th and Grand, um, just uh, next door, essentially, to the Sprint Center. Um, they've been wanting to put on that property for about... Uh, I guess it's been about 10 years in develop or now seven, eight years in development, but they've been wanting to put a 25, basically 30 story. If you add parking and that sort of thing, a 30 story um, uniquely designed uh, that had, that will add some um, variety to downtown skyline uh, uh, high rise down there for office space. And it's assumed that, the Strata Tower, as I mentioned earlier, is probably some kind of a a a a uh, 
step into that market of speculation builds or potentially speculation builds are successful at strata. They are able to all of a sudden this, the market opens up and then they're able to open uh, the other one up with not having to completely speculate, uh, build on speculation, but have some guarantees, maybe get some businesses already in because a lot of this it's, it's believed or at least it's rumored and speculated that the, the reason why strata was announced and why they put, made this push with it. And there's, and there's been other projects that have been rumored too, in regards to office space that I'll get into in a, in a moment, but the, it's believed that it, it was in response to something that happened back in the early summer, and that was the enormous and embarrassing loss of of well, loss in, or, or well, I should say, they did they didn't gain, we didn't win out in the end. Uh, uh, a Starbucks headquarters uh, office F, or office office expansion, like a regional headquarters for their offices, in. Uh, it, for the for the region, it was going to be about nine hundred employees, potentially more, and we simply didn't have the grade of office spacing because, believe it or not, there are levels of grade uh, grade levels of office space, as there are with hotels and in housing, whether that's homes or or, or uh, apartments, and the. They, we didn't have it. We didn't have enough. They loved the city, according to those that were that were taking them around and wooing, trying to woo them into into coming here. But we just didn't have it. And there were and there were companies that came to them and said, "We will we will spec or we will go on ahead and just build you know one of these towers. We've got several we can do." And they said, "No, it's going to take too long. We need it now." And so they ended up picking, I believe, Cincinnati over Kansas City, and that that's a that's a that's a stinger. That's a that's that's unfortunate. And there was another company that was going to do the same. And I I can't off the top of my head remember what the name of the company was, but they were going to bring about 500 jobs. So we we lost out on potentially 1500 to potentially 2000 jobs downtown. Exactly what we needed because everybody said, "Well, there's not enough jobs downtown." But we shouldn't allow spec or nobody wants to do spec builds. And so that that it was this um, gridlock, you know, nothing. It's the um, you know this the standoff. Everybody, every nobody wants to do anything because the other one hasn't moved. And so because of that, we we lost out. And so I think that was kind of a come to Jesus moment moment and an epiphany for um, companies like Copacan and Brooks or Van Trust and and others who are real estate developers and outside real estate developers like Opus and things that are all over the country that uh, that want to build in the city but are afraid to because of market or because of what the market looks like here. And so now we know that Kansas City is is uh, hot for offices and it it is it is a place people want to bring their companies to and they damn well should. It's this is a cheap place to live and it's gr- and we have Excellent amenities. We have a streetcar. We have a, a, the urban core and the the downtown, you know, business district is excellent. And people should want to move there. Don't we don't want you know they shouldn't have to go to the suburbs to some office park that has no character and is just a cookie cutter thing of something else. We don't want that together. We want that downtown because ultimately, and this is kind of a side rant for me. Whatever happens downtown, if it's built downtown, if it's good, whatever's good for downtown, whatever's good for midtown is going to be good for the outlying areas. And that's not just the suburbs. That's good for the for the small towns, too. We're talking about towns like Weston. They're right outside the metro and Lawrence and Atchison and uh, and uh, even places like Emporia and, and, and the like. Columbia and, and well not Columbia that's a little too far out but the but Warrensburg and places like that because you you will get more people moving here and those that don't want to live here will move farther out and there will be businesses that will go and see the need for different things there and they will move out there and and if we're an anchor city the anchor city's development to me I think comes first and foremost because the other ones will benefit from that period 
period. And I know that, that a lot of the towns already have. How many how many of the small towns in these in on the Kansas and Missouri side, both, especially for the uh, the Kansas side because they're not you know it's Kansas. It's not primary Kansas City. It's the other Kansas, the other part of Kansas City. It's div- it's benefited enormously from the just the name Kansas City and has had tens of thousands of people move there in just the past uh, six years alone, and especially with the, the businesses that have come and moved there. So it's, it's a boon, and we want to see that continue. And so now I think, I think now a lot of the companies have, have, have you know, been, had the slap in the face of, oh, crap, we just missed out on some serious, some serious uh, cash and some serious business deals because of our uh, our uh, unwillingness to to do anything. So you'll start to see more and more office uh, speculation builds. I think, uh, big and small. We have plenty of bit of of small. There's a lot of them. We have we have co working spaces like uh, PlexPod and WeWork that are in the in the urban core, and we have these little you'll see these you know these little buildings all over the place somebody buys them they develop them and then it's for a single business to move into and to rent out and there's lots of those but we need the big stuff we need the grade a solid stuff that changes the skyline it, it changes the the economic stance of the city and brings in all kinds of little businesses that cater to that and that see and they go hey such and such did this they've moved to, they've moved their headquarters they have a regional headquarters or whatever there we should g- we should do that. And so that's what we want. And I think that ultimately if you 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 just build on all on all spectrums, at least this is all granted of course that the economy is good and that everything is smooth and that we don't have some big old downturn that will benefit us. And especially and even then, even then, Kansas City fares better and this has already been this has already been cited by the business journal and other and and kansas city star and other places because there's been studies done that have found kansas city fares better in economic downturns on the on the domestic you know the national level than most cities we fare way better the coasts get hit hard super hard and what happens is people start moving away businesses start moving away why because it's cheaper to be here and it's it's you know it's like the ripple effect you know if the if the if the if the stone falls into the waters, you know, that's metaphorically speaking in Los Angeles or New York, we're the farthest out in the ripple. And so we don't get the kind of damage, you know, we don't see the, uh, we don't see the uh, ground zero of the, of the destruction. And this happened back in, uh, back in 07 and 08 with the crashes that occurred and the recessions that, that went down both on the real estate and financial systems. So, that's that's uh, that that's kind of the direction that things are going, and it's that's exciting. And so there's also one other speculative build that that Copake and, and Brooks has going down, and that's at uh, 10:34 Main, right on the streetcar line, right in front of uh, uh, right in front of uh, one Kansas City place and Crowns and uh, City uh, uh, City Center Plaza. I believe is what it's called, and there's there's a parking garage there. It's about four stories, and it's pre-built to have a office skyscraper essentially put on top of it. And they've for years, and I mean this, we're talking twenty years almost now. They've had in the works a a a a plan to build on top of that a at least thirty-story building, and they're just uh, they're waiting to have either a a big company or companies come to them to say we want it, or maybe depending on the success of these other projects, maybe they'll build it speculative without any kind of without any kind of guarantees. So that's that's a big one, and that's right on the streetcar line, and that's a really feasible one. Um, I actually see that being more likely than than the uh, 13th and Grand Tower, just because of the the nature of it, the timeline. Um, expense and and access to the streetcar and that sort of thing. So that's that's another big one. Um, 
so that's those are kind of the the, the speculative builds and things that I'm I'm hoping for and I uh, and I'm so I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping we see that I'm hoping we see the announcement of some bigger infills of several several spots around downtown and midtown um, there is potential for some uh, for some big apartment pr- uh, complexes to go in around cent- uh, not central walnut uh, by by around Tannen Wine Bar, if you're familiar with Tannen Wine Bar, that's that is one where that there are several big open parking lots that have been recently. There has been some some geological survey crews seen, um, and there's also one near 21C Hotel that was seen in the parking lot n- next to it, which their specific kind of vehicle. It's like, it looks like a pickup truck, and they have these big kind of ground samplers, and if you see those. That means it's usually, and there's, and the same was true for a giant parking lot that's off of 19th and McGee slash Grand. There's a big old parking lot down there. Um, that's a whole city. That's a whole block. And there was, there's been geological crew survey crews seen there. And if you see those, that tends to mean somebody wants to build there. And well. I mean, if, I'm hoping we can see something move on that because usually, if you see a geological crew doing that, as I said, somebody wants to, wants to do that. But that's not that a whoever owns the property doesn't just go and do that because it costs money. You usually do that if somebody's interested in the property or you have a plan in place to build something there. So that is for me. That is, those are some of the, those are some spots I'm really hoping we see some movement on over the next year. Um, as far as hopes, I'm hoping we we see uh, some movement with Thou Mayest's new spot. As many of you know, those that are into the coffee scene of Kansas City, Thou Mayest and the Crossroads closed back uh, Christmas Eve um, due to issues with its former landlord, to say the least. And the... They, they were able to get out, and so they've currently got a second location related to uh, his family's business. Uh, Bo Nelson, the owner, that is, his family's business. They have it at a place now open called Cafe Equinox down in Lenexa, which is a, a bit of a drive. But, and it's, it's garnered a lot of attention, but the the question everybody's asking is when is it going to return when will thou mayest return as a as this icon of uh, now icon it's only been open for 5 years but it's an icon now of the crossroads especially the east crossroads because it was it was the first big thing to open up out there of all the stuff that's now there it it was there was grinders and then there was thou mayest and thou mayest was for this for this for this decade was the thing that really that really spurned development and brought so much that we now know and love there and the the word is and i've heard this from basically the horse's mouth that the plan is to i they either have bought or are hoping to buy a building or a whole city block in the north side of the east crossroads and develop a space where they can put a bakery some sort of some sort of bakery the roasting space itself in a potentially a distillery or brewery and some kind of marketplace potentially and a and a uh, plant shop that is related to his his uh, to Bo Nelson's family that would be a, uh, an expansion of their business into the crossroads into downtown so this would be a huge project because i mean this is this would be like its own neighborhood in a way. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. That's that's it would be almost like the Thou Mayest Marketplace, which calling it that's probably what it's going to be called, is the Thou Thou Mayest Market or the Bazaar or something. But that's 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 something that everybody should be hoping to hear news of in the in the near future, and that's really exciting. Um, I'm hoping to see more uh, work announced for. Troost. Uh, Troost is huge in development. This is something else I forgot to mention in relation to 2019's 2019, what to look forward to this year. But that's all the stuff that's going on on Troost right now. Troost, for those who are not from Kansas City, is a historic street. It's one of the, it's the long, pretty much one of the longest and straightest cities in the city. And 
it's historic because of civil rights related things, but outside of that, things have changed in the past few years, and it's becoming less known for its past dividing line, quite literally, of Kansas City from you know old the old white and old black neighborhoods to becoming more uh, demographically mixed, and going reverting back to kind of its glory days as far as as a main thoroughfare where. Back in the day, and we're talking 20s and 30s, you go and talk to the older folks in Kansas City who are from Midtown and downtown. I'll tell you, back in the day, that's where everybody went to shop. That was, that was the it was it was kind of the uh, the uh, the, the uh, uh, Nevsky Prospect, and which is in St. Petersburg, of of Kansas City. It was where all the shopping was done. It was where all it was just. It was a gorgeous part of town, and it was it was the shop, you know, kind of our experience with the shopping mall. It, but it was, that's what it was like there. It was the old kind of the old traditional way of how, you know, shopping areas were done. They tended to be along long stretches of streets and or in little districts, and that's that's what Troost was. And then the fifties happened, and the uh, the the people started leaving the cities and started moving to the suburbs for their uh, for their different reasons. And so truce fell by the wayside. But that's all changed now. Businesses are building up apartment complexes and and uh <clears throat> and businesses office and retail along the, the 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 street from all the way from Hospital Hill all the way down basically to the plaza at this point. And that is and well even beyond the plaza well, actually that goes all the way down into f- farther midtown so to speak into into uh into the uh Brookside and that's 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 a huge deal because that's that 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 should bring nothing but good things for for the area especially uh, no, yes they're trying to deal with you know the the controversial term gentrification and how to deal with that but they're slowly have figured out how they're trying to figure out how to integrate the the older folks that have lived there a long time and those in you know the the poor demographics and trying to not drive them out of the area so so that's another exciting development for for the city that i i personally am stoked about and and i mean my thing and related to streetcars i'm really wanting to hear back from the from um the department of transportation and are they going to go halvesies essentially on the streetcar, it was it was delayed by the shutdown for the early part of the year, and it was hoped that we would have heard by this point. Who knows? I mean, who knows if it really affected it all that much? But hopefully, man, by June we'll we'll hear something. Uh, I, that's my hope, and you'll you'll hear it you'll hear it here. Maybe not first, but you'll hear it. You'll definitely hear it talked about on here uh, when that's announced. And uh, what, if it's a yay or nay, and if not, if it's a nay, then we got a long road ahead about about finding funding. It, they'll find it, but it's going to take a lot longer. But if they go, if they say yes, which according to Tom Garand, who is the basically the head of the streetcar authority uh, or the streetcar uh, station or the streetcar organization, um, he. He has heard signals from from Washington that this is a that this project looks good compared to other ones because other projects have have been poo pooed and given nose, but ours is ours is a has been well thought out and I think it's also because we have we've already built one line and we didn't get any government funding from that per se, from the from the federal government and it's worked out. And it's done well. We have one of the most successful streetcars that's been built in decades. And that's a great sign. We've had over, I think it's over 5 million, maybe it's 6 million people that have rode the streetcar since it opened in uh, May of 2016. And that's, I mean, that's that's just incredible. I mean, we beat out, we we have beaten out other cities that built, that had their streetcars installed at the same time and are technically more well-known and bigger cities and they have not done as well. So that's that's for me. That's 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 something I'm waiting in great with great anticipation about. I also look forward to seeing the the convention hotel completed because it'll change it'll change the West Crossroads um, 
a lot drastically with the amount of people because we've got huge conventions coming to Kansas City now because of it with literally tens of thousands of people coming to some of them and it wouldn't have happened with uh without without the hotel boom and the convention hotel is a part of that and the, and the streetcar among other things i mean there's there's so many factors but these were big things having having the visit kc which does a lot of the the um, schmoozing and trying to find trying to find people to do their conventions here and expos and that sort of thing they they really had some extra ammo having an 800 room hotel there right next to the to the convention uh, convention center um, to you know that was that's a great tool to and to use to get people to come here and so that's that's going to be great it's going to be exciting and we'll, it'll it, it'll be interesting to see what new businesses come into that part of the crossroads because of it there's already talk of another building called Bravo uh, the, a new hotel 13 stories um, a small brand of uh, a small brand of of very new company that's building these ultra high-end luxury hotels that are small and built for a specific kind of clientele and they want to build right across the street from the Kaufman Center in this little strip of land and we'll see if it happens um, it's that stuff hasn't I don't think the city council has even seen it yeah I know that I don't think it's went completely before the city council as far as um, voting but they've talked about it um, but yeah, that's that's another one that's coming online, and that's potentially, potentially, of course, this is all speculation. And until there's, you know, until you see r- crews working working there, it's it, there's no guarantees. And that's that's an exciting one though, and it's it just shows the power of just having a co- what the convention hotel being there, being built has done, and it bringing in all this stuff, is it will bring more, m- more. More outside, we want more national companies to come in and build things. We want that because that will mean because they have the, they have a, they have a, a lot more money than a lot of the local companies do just by the nature of it. If you're from the east or west coast, it just you just do you just have a lot more money to throw around, and they're a little more they're, they tend to be a little more ambitious because they do these ambitious builds in other places, and that's what we want to see. So. That for me, that's kind of that's kind of the rundown for the uh, for this episode. I I don't have a whole lot more to say about that, um, but that's that's the stuff I'm excited about um, on on the grand scale. I, we'll we'll go into more smaller businesses and things like like local coffee shops or and and restaurants and things that are on the on the on the rise and uh, expected to open. We you know there's been a couple that just went online just. Uh, just pe- just the past week or so T- today, oddly correct, opened basically oddly 2.0. They just re redid their inside and had this big reopening, and it, I I was actually late to come and do this pod uh, to record this podcast because I was there checking it out, and it's it's incredible, it's great, and that's one of the that's basically the best coffee roasting company in the U.S. and it's 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 great and then there's you know farina it's michael smith's new restaurant that he opened up so those are the kind of things i want to get to in the future with as these episodes go on um i hope to have some some guest hosts as i said and and we'll uh some some names you you know just friends of mine or or people maybe that you know if you're interested in this sort of thing in city development i hope i hope this podcast has been has been uh informative and that uh that you got something out of it, that it, it it it's it's reached its goal of being an aggregate and kind of gives you a good feel of what's ahead and what's uh, w- what we can see and, and that it, it gives you it gets you a little interested. It gets you a little interested because th- this is our city. If you're from here, this is our city, and we should be proud of it. Like you know, the, it, for me, it's, I've lived here most of my life, and you need. Uh, and I, this is this should be for everybody out there, no matter where you live. Even if you live in a tiny town, man, love your where you live, love where you're from. Even and and even if you're not from there originally, love where you're at, promote it, understand where you're at, know the culture, know know the places to go, whether that's places to to hang out, grab a drink, get some food, or to work at, or whatever to go and to go and you know 
run on a trail, whatever that is, love where you're at. Because otherwise, you know, what's life if you're just going to sit in your in your apartment or your house and just sit on the couch all day watching television and maybe go out to a box store every once in a while and do the nor- the things that people have been doing for the past 40 or for 50 years. Who wants to do that? That's that's the ways of the past. We're done with that. The space age idea of culture is over. We're going back to the way things used to be and that with with a flare of the new. So anyway, be excited. Kansas Cityans, get excited. And if you're not from Kansas City, what the hell are you doing? Get out here. Check it out. You need to do that. I'm telling you. It's great. But <laughs> that's enough for now. Till next time, this is Blake with Onward and Upward. I hope you have a great few weeks, and we'll talk to you next time. Let's go.